morning, everybody. Welcome to We Are Live. We're live in St. Louis. Hope your morning's going well so far. We're live at Midcoast Studio and Grand Center. Check out Midcoast.media for more information. Joining us from Brooklyn, New York, the bearded one, Travis Rell. Morning, Travis. Booyah. Mm, 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 mm. That's his new catchphrase. Catch that in the, uh, in the flippity flip top. Uh, mm. Chris Gardner, stream queen, executive producer extraordinaire. He's here. He'll pop up onto the screen. Hello, Mr. Gardner. Good morning, gentleman in the Mound City. Good morning, my revolutionary brother in Brooklyn. Thank you. And good morning, Walnuts. Mm, like Travis, was that a yes. ring you had on? Yes. To like a screenwriter ring that you get when you become part of... Did you get jumped into the Writers Guild? Cereal box? Hmm. Better. Definitely. No, it, it kind of it's a, a bit of an artistic flair when you're speaking with people. It, it, it makes people think that you belong to something very important. Uh, so when I'm speaking, people are like, oh, my, he must do something very necessary mm -hmm. because he has a ring on. People who have rings on are always doing important work. So this gives off the vibe that I'm doing something very important in life when I, when I showcase this ring. What is that ring, though? I found it on the street. Okay. What uh, what cereal box would you decode something on with your ring? That's rude. Oh. Uh, are you are you? What are you implying there, Devin? <laughs> By the way, answer the question. I like that shirt. Oh no. I like that shirt a lot. Is that a new shirt? I like no because I like the way it fits, and it's. So it fits for the is it custom? Mm. Oh really? You look good, my friend. Okay. You can tell the weight's coming off, and the shirt fits very nicely. And I really do like the barber you have now because he or she took the time to line you up very well, and you just look very look. I'm not gonna you squint your eyes just a little bit. Little Chris Hemsworth right there. Mm. Hold on. Something. What are you, yeah, there it is. What are we angling for here? Because yeah. I don't have. Are you drinking more water these days too? Are you eating a lot of give. fruits because your skin looks really good too? Does he need help moving when he gets back? That's typically what it comes. Not a I whole don't. lot of people. Not that I put it out there. I don't expect people to do outreach or be nice to me ever. Um, but I'm very skeptical, and I feel like anytime someone is overly outwardly nice to me. They say, hey, you and your brother want to help us move? That's how that works. Let me check his Twitter and see if he's got something I, going can, on. Can you, you go to, um, can you go to a Denman cam? Uh, generally, I ask for the cam if I want to go on to a rant. I want to do something different. Can you go to Denman cam? Yeah, because I, I want to go on a different really kind of rant. Tested it, but here it is. Okay. Hmm. Listen here, Chris Denman. You are a good-looking, hard-working... Caucasian American male who isn't as problematic as I once remembered. And to see you evolve over these many months to the man that you're slowly becoming, it says a lot about your and it says a lot about your future. And I want to compliment you once again. You're, you're on the up and up, Demon. He, he has to help moving. Or he thinks that I can do something for him. Do you think 
that he thinks I'm related to David Denman, actor from The Office. Mm. Do you think that's what's happening here? Not my brother, David Denman. He thinks that David Denman, Roy, from The Office, and also played a, a, a bartender in the, uh, in the hit ski comedy, what was that called? Out Cold with Zach Galifianakis. Well, I never saw that one. Yeah, I saw like Ski it. Patrol back You'd in like the day. It. Dave Keckner was in it as well. Loved Ski Patrol. Did you? Mm. Okay. So what? Do, let's figure out what he's angling I'm for. I'm looking here. at his Twitter account to see okay. if there's any clues here. I don't see anything quite as of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of I think MCU. you guys are looking in places that don't exist, and I wish you would look in places that do exist, and that's my heart. I have one, and I have one for all of you. Okay. MCU, orange soda, kept man. Uh, all right. See? Uh, you're upset There's people no are trying to cancel summer or something like that. I don't. Hey, I got a question. Is that what is... Because I think I think summer's beautiful. What What does wilden mean when you use? Good that? question. Maybe this will get us to the final answer. You know, like when people be losing control, people be doing things out of character. Okay. Yeah, wilding out. When you say wilding out, we say somebody wilding, but somebody no. wilding out. There's somebody acting out of character. When someone says, like, don't cap, is that, like, lying, don't lie? I heard that yeah. yesterday. Like, okay. don't front. Don't, don't, don't front. Don't, don't try to put somebody on blast. We've okay. all had those friends before. Have you ever been out with your friends, especially your guy friends? And this has happened a lot when we were younger. And it happens a lot when people get to their mid-20s as well. But you're out and you're enjoying the company of some very personable, good-looking women. Mm-hmm. And then friends in the group, because he has no game, attempts to basically throw a friend or two under the bus just so mm-hmm. he can make himself look good. Ladies, we've all been in a situation before. That's what people mean by no cap. Like don't 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 be don't be no be out here being a, a dickhead. Oh, despite the connection choppiness, uh, that's the best thing I've learned in eight to ten months. That's very, uh, that's very good to know. There's a lot of I new terms that. that I don't understand. That yeah. I'm starting it's to the understand. same. It's technically no. a lot of the terms, a lot of these new terms are terms you've heard before. They're just said differently. Like the meanings are the same. Like we've had something and our generations had one. I'm sure my parents' generations had one. They've had a no cap. They've had a uh, take a chill pill, man. You know, everyone's had that moment where you a friend, hey, you're acting out of character we just say it differently so we all know what the younger generation we know the context we're just not familiar with the terminology yeah i'm I'm trying to learn that terminology it's like if if i look back at my dad's yearbook and they would say bill you're a real cock guy Mm. stuff like that hey Hey. stay cock and you're like i think you just made that up dad why do they why does all your why do all your friends hate you Uh uh-huh oh no cock meant cool chris Okay. Oh, okay. So now I'm could try and bring that one back. Like, I can go like to a store and be like that that shirt's cock, or something like that. Depending on the neighborhood, could get you some extra help, or get you ran out of there. Yeah. Huh. Could be popular. Okay. Huh. So I was I heard cap cap don't be capping, or something like that yesterday. And I was trying to figure out what it meant. And then Cappers are the worst. Slowly learning, and I'm glad to get confirmation now, though. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, now we know. Uh, if you have any thoughts on uh, why Travis is uh, complimentary to me for the second day in a row, mm -hmm. let us know in the comments on the mm -hmm. uh, live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that after you hit share as well. Organic growth is important, Chris Gardner. Uh, we had a melee yesterday, I believe. Gardner, I know these are important to you, and this is mm -hmm. a very, very serious question that consumed all of 15 minutes of the second segment of the show yesterday, and I'm so proud of who we are as people, yep. as podcasters, broadcasters, whatever you want to say. Uh, what was our melee, and what are the results? All right, the melee question. Do you think former NBA star Shaquille O'Neal mm. or actor Forrest Whitaker is more popular in Belgium? Okay. And here's your results. 72% go with Shaquille O'Neal. This is ugly Americans bias. 28% Not even close. Whitaker. You really underestimate Sha Shaq's personality and his popularity, which is surprising me. Shaq has been around since the early 90s. I love Shaq. Like, so the guy's probably in history books in Belgium. Like Shaquille O'Neal has been, no, it's like Shaq has been around have, for 20, do you like think they for have well his, over uh, 20 plus years. His, his 12 page autobiography that I bought at the Scholastic Book Fair in 1992 with a lot of photos of him breaking backboards in, in uh, they probably didn't have the licensing, so they didn't have the Orlando the Magic jersey. <laughs> it was just pictures of Shaq like dunking at random goals. Do you think they have that in their national library? Hmm. I mean, you have to think about it. Like Shaq was in old school video games, old school movies, old school rap albums, um, the rest of the world, especially Europe, loves old school American stuff. Shaq is an old school American icon. So when you think of America, especially if you're a millennial, if you think of America, I'm sure you think John Wick, Barack Obama, Shaquille O'Neal, um, LeBron James, double cheeseburger or a tacos. I think those are the main things that come to mind when you think of modern day america so to say that like shack like like of course shack is the most popular thing in belgium that's modern day america to you according to europeans <laughs> according to europeans what else it's it's like when people John say they Wick. think saint think about it it's like when people say like oh st louis is more than a baseball town i was like well be careful what you say that you are because you're going to truly get the truth and I don't think you're going to appreciate what you really are. So I think if you're an American and Europeans think of double cheeseburgers and Shaquille O'Neal when they think of your country, be happy because there are other things they can think of when they think of your country as well. Super size? Is that part of it? Super size value meals? Ha, ha, look, ha, when was last time you talked to a European? To me? What is America to you, Gardner? That's a good question. Now, maybe that should be the new staple to this show going forward. We need to know each and every person's ideals of America before they jump on our show. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Oh, that could Chris be a vetting process. That is. Let's start with Chris. Look, Chris is a, a white male. He hates the idea that I bring that up because he thinks it's a slur. That's where we are in America, that when white men, when you tell white men they're white men, they absolutely freak out and they think they've all of a sudden been offended. So I'm curious, Denman, what do you well, think? When America you preface is? it like that, please <laughs> let me just let me just wade into you the lukewarm you, waters. You might want to piece of shit. You might want to talk about his shirt again, Travis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shift back to to Megan the barber lining me up with my gift certificate to Union Barbershop. You piece of shit. <laughs> now listen, 
it, I know that you get most of your strategy from uh, the the what is it the the pickup artist, <laughs> and you just negged me before we talked. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it when you tell a girl she's really ugly so she'll talk to you and you'll have control of her? Isn't that that fucking magic magician wannabe dorks strategy to get dorks Look, getting laid? I don't know. Do you I'm know asking, what I'm talking I'm about? I'm asking about Captain. You're Wild nagging me, bro. Today, so. You're nagging me, and I've seen this move at the clubs, and it doesn't work. You Not just at told all. Me, no, I think, you just I told think, me no, this you is interesting. <laughs> no, this is interesting because white men always talking about how much they love this country. I think it's important that we ask every white man every chance we get, what do you love about this country? So please, Chris, tell me when you think of America, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Mm. That's so, so interesting. I got one. I think of I fair, got a couple. I think, here, you want some, Travis? I think of Al Bundy scoring, scoring all those touchdowns for Paul Kai. That's I what think, I think of. Yeah, four in one game. That's right. I think of... And then his rival high school got named to Jacqueline Onassis High, <laughs> and they wore pink jerseys. <laughs> but they recruited Dick Butkus to play in the alumni game. He was good. <laughs> a good move. It's Lawrence Taylor, too, wasn't it? <laughs> what a classic Anybody that episode. can give an episode recap of Married with Children... <clears throat> Is the whitest man in America. Hey. So I okay. salute you, Mr. Denny. I well, could sing that. My dad would turn off the TV, turn it back on. I'd still be on on, on the page. Nice. Love it. That's the only show my... So what is it, Gardner? What is it? You being the true blood red American that you are, what is the first okay. thing that comes to mind when you think of America? Um, first off, let me say, uh, that was the uh, only show that my family would sit down and watch together. That's amazing. It makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. And then... You know, America to me, liberty, oh guns, mm-hmm. Bible, Trump, and mm-hmm. barbecue. Is that a buy Jack Look original? Look at that beauty. <laughs> Look at that beauty. Look so at that beauty. So if you're listening at home, we've, uh, we've just popped up a shirt. Again, to repeat, I support LGBTQ, yep. Liberty, Guns, Bible, Trump, Barbecue. Yep, the barbecue. Uh, it's a t-shirt hanging up in a uh, store. Do we know where this is, uh, is located? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm actually mad I didn't think of this because they're going to sell so many of these. Yeah. We, can we get one made? I mean, buy I'd ja- wear buy this. Jack can get one made. Buy I'd Jack wear can this. fire it up right now. I would wear this even... See, th- see it's funny. It's... Yeah, it's... It's funny because you can wear that anywhere, especially in downtown St. Louis, and the Trumpers are going to love it, and the anti-Trumpers are going to laugh their asses off. Yeah. So it's a win-win if you... So I think absolutely Bijak should make a version of this, mm-hmm. and we should sell it. And as it's pointed out, There's... you know, you know the, the barbecue thing doesn't really... They couldn't figure out I a think that's, word. I, mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of the T-shirt. I think that's what set, that makes the T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Because absurd. it's a, not only is it absurd, it's pretty damn funny. Yeah. Because honestly, you could tell they got to the queue. And there right. just had to be a kid somewhere in the background named Bubba. Barbecue, of course, you idiot. Barbecue. Uh-huh. But and then they put it on the T-shirt. The thing is, the queue, there is a queue that was sitting there for them to take. Which I don't care. on. Yeah. Mm. Which is what I don't understand. Like you had it sitting right there. 
Are you still anonymous? Okay, maybe we should do that for our shirt. Let's do that for the shirt that Bijak's going to make. Bijak should do it. We now, here's the question. Make it QAnon? Bijak just finished now, a big run with Soulard Pride. I'm sure they would appreciate this. <laughs> Gulp. Uh, from the Black Sheep, Chinese food, pizza, and chimichangas. That's what America's given to the world. Can you give me 10 years, <clears> and then I'll answer that question again? Give me a little bit of a reset time, just to... Kind of see where things fall. Yeah, I like to see. We, a but I think we should do. I think we should. We should do. I would love to see uh, one of the candidates' campaigns, one of the Democrats, uh, fund a survey to create a thought bubble, a word bubble, uh, words that immediately come to mind when you think of America. And we should. They should Revolution. survey. That's what I think of. They should Revolution. survey. They should survey Americans. What is the thought bubble? What is the word bubbles? that come up when you think of America. I think that's the best way to survey where American priorities are, is to find out what's on the minds of Americans, what's the first thing that pops into their head. So we should do a word bubble of America. What, are, what do you think are the three words more likely to show up in that word bubble than any others? Well, I don't, it's hard to kind of go off. When you think people. of America, that's the thing. But I think in order for us to cut through the bullshit that we read on Twitter and Facebook and in the news, I think it's important to understand where everyone is coming from. Because I think the reason why we have these debates is because people aren't being clear with their agenda. I think the reason why Gardner and I understand each other so well is because we know they're an agenda. I know Gardner and what he's trying to get at. So when Gardner makes a point or makes a statement, that's a part of Gardner's agenda. Same yeah, for me, same for Denny. And I think most Americans have an agenda when they speak, for good or bad. They may have a positive reason behind their agenda, but every American has an agenda, especially when it comes to sharing their opinion. So I think it's important that if we're going to finally cut through the bullshit that we've been talking about over the last three and a half years, we need to find out what's on everyone's mind. What's on your agenda? Chris Denman. As beautiful as you've turned out to be, oh as amazing of a haircut that you currently have, uh-uh. you're starting to dress like a real man. I love that. What are the words that come to mind when you think of America? Choices, imperfect, liberty, flag. Interesting. The flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. I haven't thought about it. Electric scooters. See, it's it's personalized. I try to insulate myself now. I'm an isolationist. Can you, though? You know I what? I think a island. lot of people are. I think, that's, I think that's the reason why people are so connected to their smartphones. Yeah. Because it does create a personal island for you. And it's honestly, I don't begrudge do people. I don't, and I don't begrudge people. Human beings... I saw who was the head coach for Northwestern. Pat Football. Fitzgerald. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald, and they do this thing every year, Chris. We we talk about it almost every year on like clockwork, and it's a uh, media season for these college football programs. So I think the Big Ten had their media day yesterday, and of course they roll out all the coaches in the Big Ten. Everyone talks, and generally what happens at these things, a couple of coaches will turn into Southern pastors. They'll start to pontificate on. Hucksters Whatever who are banging they three saw. of the church members' wives and taking everybody's money, robbing everybody blind while they drive a Cadillac mm-hmm. and say, you need to donate 30% of your uh, 
half government given money to the church? Is that what you're? You well, basically paying, just well, kind of wrapped taxes. it up in no. You you just wrapped it up in a nutshell, and that's yeah, what Pat Fitzgerald was talking about yesterday in Northwest, and he was talking about how fans don't come out to the games, and he talked about how when he was out to dinner, he saw all these people on their smartphones, and we get this every year: someone telling the previous generation or the new generation that you need to remember to do what we did in the old days, and they do it every year. And I just find it utterly fascinating, but I get where Pat Fitzgerald is coming from because he's a rich white man. I think if you start your sentence with, as a rich white man, this is what I think, then I understand why you're saying what you're saying. That's what Pat Fitzgerald and these other people are afraid to admit, that you're speaking from a place of privilege. And that's okay, but you not acknowledging that privilege is why it makes those statements so irritating because he was talking about fans not coming out to the game because they can sit in their man cave and watch 18 hours of college football. But in that same statement, he never mentions the cost of a family of four going to a football game at Northwestern. He never talks about how Northwestern plays some of the most unexciting football of any college football team in all of America. He doesn't talk about what it takes to get to a football game. He doesn't talk about how ultimately at the end of the day, when he's racking in the revenue and all that money's going straight to his pockets, that none of his players touch a dime of that. I think it's fascinating that when people talk about certain things, they purposely leave things out. That's why I think we should just go back Hold to on. people illustrating their agenda up front before okay. they talk. Now, I, I honestly ask you, what, what does that have to do with him being a rich white man though? Is what I'm trying to ask. Because the only way you could surmise is it perspective? that people, it is. Well, okay, and ultimately see, the life that you that live, like when way, I say, right, see, but, but I'm saying this in this I case, his privilege not, doesn't have to ever worry about. Okay, his privilege is not rich and white. His privilege is as a football coach, yeah, college yeah, football yeah, coach. Yeah, he happens to be white in this situation. Because I, I think any that. college football coach could, could say that, no matter what their ethnicity Simply because they okay. have the privilege of, like I just mentioned, isolating, insulating myself. They live in that world, and they're frustrated that that world is not as controllable as they want. Okay, had. I'll give you that. that that's a, that's okay. what Without I would that. say. Now, which then is again, so absurd too, because then you start breaking down the finances and all. Now, to go off that maybe a little bit, maybe if Mike Gundy had said it, I'd be right on board with you. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you're right. Uh, maybe it's not just white privilege in this instance with Pat Fitzgerald. It is privilege in that, again, being a very wealthy university employee who could it would look if he took his family. I, I would imagine. I don't know how many kids he has, but if he took his family to a sporting event, he probably doesn't even check his bank statement the next day. He probably doesn't even look at it at the end of the month. He probably has someone telling him about it. But I think there are certain things that you can tell that when people speak, they're speaking from a place of privilege. It goes for us too. We're not, you know, we're not any exceptions to that rule. But I think sometimes when people talk about certain things when they get on their platforms, especially yeah. in the same cases, these college football closers, they always to. ignore their privilege. Yeah, just go. I mean, he's saying that and go look at LSU's new locker room. That's $20 million or whatever. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, I, I don't care to hear it. It just, I, sh I just turn them off immediately. But that's my thing. Why are we having like we'll hear from either Saban or we'll hear from your boy Dabo 
and recently with Pat Fitzgerald, I'm trying to understand who I'm they're probably, talking to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you talking so to? Pat Fitzgerald, who are you talking to when you say that? Like, like, like I get, here, like... Here, Here's, Here's my thing. How do you say. alienate the same people that you want to come to your football game? So They're why are you sitting to... up here saying you know this? You know the student body is on cell phones. You know the student body is our millennials, and you know they're social media bound and they're very superficial. You know this. So instead of coming up with a plan to get those people into the stadium, why are you taking ten minutes to alienate those people when you know there are several circumstances that are in play as to why people can't just drop $1,200 to go to a college football game. I think they're just venting. I don't know that there's okay necessarily an end game in that particular one. I I just don't see it at least. Uh, you could probably convince me of something if you come at me with that. I mean, I just don't immediately see it, though. But it's just like, for me, a college football coach, a college football coach and the way they talk is never or has never inspired me to do anything Agreed. i believe they're absolutely full of shit <laughs> thank I just, you like if, thank you're, you. if they're I were, necessary evils too. but like I mean, if you i need were these dorks if i were like in a locker room and like listening to a halftime speech or something and listen to these guys and the way i hear them talk i'd be looking around and be like i need to save these kids i need to get them away from this guy because he is absolutely full of shit and needs to stop lying to them and Chris, work, I don't know if it's a necessary hard evil. You, hard work doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> That's a big effing lie. But I, I think there's this, and in in it's Chris said necessary evil. I think that's where the trouble lies, and that these men think they play or should play a more important role in the lives of these players. That's not your place. And then there's no other job in the world where you would take on that level of responsibility short of being an actual school teacher. So the idea that these coaches, head coaches, believe they have to be father figures, well, they that do, they though, have to be these sense. role models, they don't. They don't. That's not your place. If you your job to... is to coach. Like, But here's the thing, Chris. I don't. You don't know what this child needs. You don't know what this teenager specifically needs. Now, if your goal, if your objective is to actually help the long-term health of this player, then okay. The but we know the main priority of college that's, coaches. That's, that's exactly. My that's my and point. That's but that's what I'm saying. So and you're not, and you can so call it that, but you're not helping for, the player. But for this, for this system that they have in place, right. this is why I that's say why they're it's, necessary. It's all bullshit. Right. It's exactly. Gonna, and that's my point. If it's, it's going to be all bullshit, it is. And that's where I'm getting at is that if you're going to play the game, then let's at least be honest with each other. I'm OK with a head coach coming in and saying, look, I'm not here to be a daddy. If you graduate, great. So be it. I was hired and paid three and a half million dollars to fucking get to the college football playoff. The idea that these coaches care about anything else is bullshit. And so when Pat Fitzgerald and Nick Saban and all these guys, Jim Harbaugh, they get in front of the camera every year for media day, as Gardner's pointed out, come on, man, you, you're, you're there talking to the old boosters. These comments are for the boosters. These comments are for the people who shell out the six, seven million dollar checks to the athletic department. You don't give one shit about these players. 
and I, and I, and I even to be going further, uh, the example where I knew for certain that these college football programs didn't give a shit about the student or the player, Aaron O'Neill. Aaron O'Neill. For those who are not familiar with Aaron O'Neill, if familiar with Aaron O'Neill, just Google Aaron O'Neill. Aaron O'Neill had a condition where he was a football player for the University of Missouri doing pre-workouts. He let the athletic department know, hey, man, I ain't feeling well. Something ain't right. And because the way we treat these players, because they're supposed to be machines and they're supposed to go out there and just listen to whatever we say, Aaron O'Neill went out there, continued to practice, and he would later die at the end of that session. So I guess that's where I get annoyed when I see college football coaches talk because I know you're full of shit. I think it would be better for me to understand where you're coming from if you just acknowledge that up front. Yeah, if they're the ones inspiring me, then I got a lot of problems in my life. I could have both, though. I could have a lot of but problems. Do you think, but do you think this can be applied to everything? Like, and I, and I'm, I'm, I was joking, but then I'm half I don't serious. I think that's a good idea. If, if people illustrated their, like, for example, do you think if Trump did the B-Rabbit thing from 8 Mile, so for example, if Trump came out <laughs> and said, yeah, I'm a racist, I'm a bigot, I'm a sexist, I sexually assaulted women. Like, if you, do you think if he put that all out on the table, as we all recognize currently, do you think he would lose? Do you think his chances of winning this election drop? Yeah. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. You think if this president came out and said today, hey, guys, um, I'm a bigot and a racist. Do you think well, then he loses no the cloak. 2020 election? Yeah, I mean, well, then there's no cloak. You can't gaslight. Well, there's no cloak now. Yes, but there's no cloak. There is gaslighting. So that you you there lose is that gas. ability. Isn't that the same difference? Uh, in a way, probably. yeah, yeah. Th- there's it, you probably use both, but you you lose that ability, and plus that immediately sways whatever polling you're going to look at, and you're going to have impeachment immediately after that, because the polling, there's there's nothing else. That it immediately shifts a great deal at that point. Does that shift in that? Because I think, I don't know if it, I don't know for certain, and maybe this is the biggest concern. Yeah, I don't know for certain that that it shifts the American electorate. I mean, he gets impeached right away. Hmm. You're, You're more optimistic than i am go look at nixon's popularity polls whenever he got impeached go take a look i think here's the thing i think we keep looking at history for a better understanding i don't think we've ever in the history of our constitution have ever been in this position before well kind of like i don't recall like i i know we've had racist presidents before but in american modern history I don't think we've ever been faced with the type of constitutional crisis that's in front of us right now. I don't think an impeachment does anything because I think I know this sounds silly. I don't think Republicans care. Put it this way. I don't think Republicans currently who are elected care. There may be a Republican in my neighborhood or your neighborhood that gives a shit about what Trump says. But I don't think Republican leadership cares. And that's what ultimately matters. So I don't think I honestly believe that this president came out today and was like, hey, man. 
I eat ass. Mm. I don't think that's going to affect his poll numbers whatsoever. Okay. All right. Well, there and then you if have. he said, you know what, I've ate, I've ate a black woman's ass. Okay. I don't think that help, hurts anyone either. Chris, oh. I remember the night I was there oh, that night you ate your first is, black woman ass. That this was is a thing. This is the thing. You say these things, and then three weeks later, somebody comes up and they're like, "Well, yeah, Travis was talking about that," and they don't realize that you're living in a weird uh, anime-infused reality, sir. So I just wanted to thank you for uh, <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> oh, Travis Terrell, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you guys uh, see my post to the friends of Wall? I believe Travis took credit immediately for it. Big shout out to our intern Tommy Mosslander the third. He took uh, first place in semifinals last night. He, at Funny Bones, funniest in St. Louis competition, he beat out a bunch of uh, other comics. It was a very funny field. Had uh, some great, some great, uh, I guess, performances, sets from everybody. And uh, they ranked them in the semifinal. He got laughs the whole time. He took first out of a field of like 10 comics. And uh, not only did he move on, but he beat out two others that are, have been doing it for a while and are very funny as well. So big shout-out to Tommy the Intern. He moves on to Funny Bones, uh, Funniest in St. Louis comedy competition. There's old and man And when Tommy, did this competition take place? Last night at the Funny Bone in Westport, Maryland Heights, Missouri. Interesting. Mm-hmm. On July 11th, um, I love when Tommy Moslander posted... Uh, that he had made me, Travis Terrell, his mentor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, especially those inside that studio right now, a lot of people question that move. People like Denman, people like Gardner. Yeah. They thought it was some type of setup. Everyone thought I was just there to play on Tommy's emotions. Mm-hmm. But I inspired that little nugget. I motivated him. Because what did Tommy go do? He got upset. He started getting into his feelings. But guess what he also went and did? He started writing. He was like, I'm going to show this Travis. I'm going to show him what I'm all about. And he showed me. Do you think this was I all I showed him doing? his greatness. This is 100, okay, 100% may be excessive. This is 98% my doing. Oh. And not only am I proud to take credit, it's important that I take credit. Oh. Because... What you guys have a tendency to do is that when you're blessed with greatness, mm-hmm. AKA Travis, it's very difficult for you to acknowledge it. And so if I don't say it, no one else will. Yeah. So now that I'm here, uh, congratulations to Travis Terrell for again, another amazing accomplishment in 2019. Mm-hmm. First, you become a professional screenwriter and now you've already, you've become a mentor to the next generation. Like name, how many, look, I don't know what award we're giving away at the end of the year from We Are Live or Mid Coast Media, but whatever that award is, I should probably be employee of the year. Okay. I'll let, I'll let big, so. big brothers, big sisters know that uh, you don't need to volunteer or do any help there. You're helping a 21-year-old white boy from Granite City. Out. There it is. So we got to figure it out. I'll just let them know. Uh, some comments. You're all good. Uh, Thanks for helping God's little angel, sir. On the... Uh... <laughs> Todd in the comments agrees with a lot of the stuff Travis was saying earlier. Uh, Sean in the comments, as a former college football coach, Travis is 100% correct on his stance. Uh, Lisa's uh, questioning why I'm not wearing a blue shirt today. Hmm. She must not have seen the first uh, part of the show as Travis complimented me. 
Uh, so big thanks to everybody for uh, jumping in on that. I will tell you all about Buzz's Wine Grill. Big thanks to them for being part of the fun there at WashU Medical Center today. Go grab some lunch. Get yourself some masubi, maybe a poke bowl. That's right. Buzz's Hawaiian Grill serving St. Louis some of the best food you've literally ever had. We love them, and you will too when you head there for lunch today. WashU Medical Center. Go uh, tell them We Are Live sent you. Wonderful, wonderful lunch that you can have fresh right here in St. Louis from Buzz's Wine Grill Food Truck. Uh, Gardner. Yes. Sir, mm -hmm. you look antsy. Uh, I want to do uh, get into just a couple things here. Uh, remember when we did that face app thing with the uh, old age? We showed Tommy's picture yes. just a moment ago. This was uh, Rick, a.k.a. Dennis. There's Larry Connors. Yeah. yeah. What kind of gun you got? <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, uh, Travis right there. And then. Uh, Is it weird that a guy came up to me at McDonald's where I was having lunch yesterday that looked exactly like that photo? Did it scare you? I thought it was me from the future. Did you like stare at your? Did you go ask him if? <laughs> did you ask him? Yeah, if it I was did. You? Well, <laughs> then he started speaking Spanish, and I was like, unless I, unless I picked that up in the future, that's not me. Uh, well, you might. Hey, you're in a diverse Maybe area now that lacks white people, so I don't know if it's that diverse. Um, Man, let me tell you guys about the beauty in that. I mean, huh? Uh huh. And then there was uh, mine mm -hmm. on the face that thing. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I would love to be in Attenborough. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I ran into a website yesterday called AIPortraits.com where it turns your photos into like a classic looking portrait. So like that Rick okay. photo that I like to call it for Denman, it would look like this. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's too bad. Uh, that is uh... Uh, and and uh, in that photo, in, uh, during that time period, I'm 27 years old. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, just look washed out, uh, lacking vitamin D. Like, oh, what a what a rough one. Yeah, here's a, here's one for Travis. Right here. That's pretty oh, sweet. Oh, look at that, Travis. Travis, you're uh, you're in uh, World Star mm -hmm. video mode. Oh yeah, you're sideways. Oh so well. Uh, yeah, fixing it. Stop yelling at me. Yell world star, please. Yeah. And then uh I get Travis is pretty awesome. It's yeah, it's not here. Let's look at that one more time. Mm-hmm. I like Who does he look like? He looks like he's in charge of something. Yeah. He looks confident. Mm hmm How did you do that? What what website is this? It's AIPortraits.com. Wait, does this mean that they can do <laughs> deep fakes of us now and they can take our voices and do their own podcast? I'm sure all of them can. It's all over. Um and then I got well, I got to mine some. And this is one of them. Oh my God! Um, you look like you're in the doors. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's not too bad. Yeah. Now the second one I did, I think it looks like the Shroud of Turin. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> oh, it looks like no. the Shroud of Turin, or a member of the Manson family. Oh. <laughs> Take your pick. Or Rex Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That looks like if like they wouldn't allow my mugshot released. But they would allow one of those court artists to draw my mugshot. That's kind of like that. It looks like a courtroom kind of thing. Like it's very intense too. Donna, I wanted to point that one out to you guys if you wanted to have some fun uh, with some photos. But it was AIPortraits.com. Mm. That is beautiful. I'm not going to lie. And then. Um, Great work, Gardner. I wanted to. 
God, that, that last one of you is going to haunt me. This one right here? Okay, knock it off. All right. Yeah, you guys want to bust into Area 51? That's the that's what you draw. You're that is a, but that's the sketch you draw when there's been a few robberies in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, yeah. people's cats have come up missing, and that's a description. That's the old ladies on the hill have been to the cops. Billy what? Billy Fatpants uh, says that guy went to jail for stealing socks. <laughs> Chris Gardner's Jesus's third cousin from Todd. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think uh, it could be like you know a serial killer. We need a. I was going to say the exact same thing. It to look like that's a FBI profile. Hold on, you're catching. Your your feet's catching up, Travis. You there? Yeah, I'm saying, let me, uh, yeah, I'm going to get this whole thing out. You guys uh, play patty cake, and Daddy's going to figure this out. <laughs> All right, I got to do a quick screenshot to make sure I get that one. Got it. All right, that's all I got. Well, there it is. We do have face-off today. I'm looking forward to that. Is yes. Travis with us still? Yeah, uh, he's going to do that. Yeah, I'm still you with you. I'll just be, yeah, do your thing, and I'll figure this out. I love you guys. No. I'll tell you about Gateway Powder Coating. Gatewaypowdercoat.com is the website. Number one resource for powder coating in the Midwest. If you have something metal, it's outside, it needs powder coated, take it to Gateway Powder Coating. Mark and the gang will take great care of you. Customer service is number one. Check out their capabilities at gatewaypowdercoat.com. Again, if you have wheels that need touched up, if you have a smoker, outdoor patio furniture, anything that's metal, they just redid old Bush Stadium seats for somebody. Make sure, parts of the metal part, make sure you take it to Gateway Powder Coating. They'll take care of you fast, durable, and affordable. Great partners of ours here on We Are Live. Trav, you back? There he is. How are we looking? Feeling much good? Better. Yes, mm. much better. Okay, sorry about that. Sometimes Wi-Fi works, and then when you go no Wi-Fi, it's even better. It looks like today the Wi-Fi is better than no Wi-Fi. So oh. my apologies for the technical difficulties. Oh. Uh, I did mention, though, how good-looking Chris is today right but at least that you guys got heard out me when i said at the that. beginning of the show okay, okay. why it's not like damn like are you bench pressing too because like your shoulders look broader as well are you what? like are you doing jujitsu again or are you preparing for an mma event you look why don't you ask him i don't know you look stronger where he plans to live when he comes back here because that'll oh, let you know if you need yeah. to no, I'm room. fine with that. I mean, I do have a guest. Does Chris need another roommate? Oh, there's a guest room. Or even if it's not with you, uh-huh. if there, if it's not the same place as he was in before, then you know your answer on moving things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're beginning to lay a, a path at least. No, right? not necessarily. Like, like I mean, I I was thinking about this idea where if I put a bunk bed in the office mm. and I put a curtain and divided it from everything else at the end of the night, would you guys care if I spent four to six weeks living inside of the office? Why a bunk bed? Um, just in case someone else wants to stay the night. Oh. Maybe Tommy one night wants to stay. Oh, we have two beds. You and Tommy. I'm just saying I think if we're going to be the creative workspace that we've been trying to become, Maybe putting things like beds, uh, a couple of drawers, uh, some places for wardrobe mm-hmm. would go a long way. Now, look, if you get, look, I'm not a principal. 
So you guys are the ones that will make the decisions ultimately. But look, John Beebe is a good-looking Brit. Uh, Beth Hoops, one of the best in the business as far as when it comes to public relations. I uh, And then, like I said, Chris Denman. Look, skin looking amazing. Um, clearly, you're doing at least, what, 50, 75 push-ups every morning before you come to work? You yeah, look so great. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna shift away from this, and maybe he'll he can help us in the comments. Uh, Matt Rocchio, uh, producer over at Five Ninety the Fan, mm-hmm. he's uh, joined, and it's his birthday today. So big shout out to Matt Rocchio. Oh, that's right. So I just saw that. I wanted to say that, but maybe Rocchio in the comments can let us know what he thinks Travis's motivations are for being ultra polite to me right now. Again, there's always it, there's always something at the end of that tunnel for him, right, Gardner? It. It's it's curious. Mm -hmm. Guys, I've changed. Look, I am not that person that you guys have made out to be. I love you all. I care about you guys. He needs a uh, white dude in media reference, and he hasn't openly called me racist on the air. So that's what it is. That's what's going on. Mm. Right, Gardner? He's burned (laughs) all his other white guy bridges. I don't know is the thing. I will say what I do know is something is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Phil Collins would say, there's something in the air tonight. Yes, yeah. most certainly. Mm-hmm. What that I don't is? Think that's how the song goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like I know the I Eight Mile know. lyrics, like the back of my hand. Yeah. Hmm. Don't forget that. Uh, Rock says it was immediately creepy, so we yeah. know that. Yeah. It's awkward. Happy birthday, Rock! Oh, it is Rock. Forty-six, forty-seven. Because mm-hmm. they hit about fifty. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! There it is. There's the old trail. Oh, he's taking that dirty mask off. Rock, I apologize. It is your birthday. You are a very smart, capable, strong, Caucasian oh, American. Rock can help him. You know he hates Jesus. And I celebrate you. Is he Jewish? No. Um... <laughs> Happy birthday, Rock. Who's the... Uh, who's the ambassador to russia uh he's actually one of the more moderate republicans he ran for i think it's huntsman i think he was uh one of the more moderate republicans that ran um some while back he i think he was a part of the obama administration at one point if i'm not mistaken nevertheless i feel like that's what rocchio is at 590 (laughs) he's the one that makes sense over there in a world of nerve. So happy birthday, Rock. Yeah, He's John the reasonable Huntsman's one over there. Right. Yeah, yeah, Rock, you're the John Huntsman of 590, so congratulations. I got some, I got some more happy news. You ready for some happy okay. news? All right. Here we go. What is this? You see in the tweet, it says is the world Terry? knows him as Back It Up Terry from a now viral video. It is Back video. It Up Terry. Two years later, we talked about this. gifted with a new wheelchair so he can put it in reverse. Oh my goodness, this is all crowdfunded. And then they also had some reaction from him as well. This is through three on your side. W-R-E-G it looks like. Hmm. And people want to know if you can put it in reverse now. <laughs> 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 so yeah, back it up to you. I want to make sure I put it where he wanted it. It's a little better now. I know. He's wear
I am. I am back it up, Terry. <laughs> I think um, I think we're all in agreement that the internet is just a cesspool of horrible, and it's that way almost twenty four seven. Um, but we'll get moments like these from time to time um, that does indeed restore our faith in humanity, and this is just really cool. Yeah, that's a. I think. I think. I mean, I think this is like, I mean, just the fact that I think people from all different walks came together and everyone enjoyed the video uh, and for people to turn around with their generosity to to help this man in real life. Um, I, I, I Damn, that's really, really cool. That's that's. Um, <sighs> yeah, that's we a need, good we, part of the internet. Give me at least one of those. Vi- you, yeah, I need one. I think in order to offset everything that we digest on the internet every day, we need a back it up Terry story every day. I think that's the only way we keep the balance. Like we need a Thanos play where, okay, if you're going to give us 20 shitty things that we have to look at on Twitter, we need at least one back it up Terry situation once a day, right? But that's the only way I think we survive this entire mess that is called the internet. Asking for a lot. It is asking a lot. It is asking for a lot. But the internet takes a lot out of us. So what if you just we need more back of Terry stories. So whatever. Well, how else am I going to drink water and shower if I don't have the internet? Think about that. I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. I had never thought of it that way before. South City Tone, great to see. South City Tone's taking a depressing tone here. Great to see people have to rely on crowdfunding to afford health care. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like you want to talk about Josh Hawley. Okay, let's get into that. No, it's not. No, and I think that we see that last week as well. But but yeah, South City Tone is exactly right. Something we said last week when we were promoting it um it really does suck that that's where we are and i don't know i'm not going to go elizabeth warren on this thing but yeah it it really does it's it's a it's frustrating to see that that people have to crowdfund and you have to go viral in order for you to take care of something you need to survive um and i guess again that's again where i come back to agendas I'm, i'm with you gardner Call out Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley could be right. People who voted for Josh Hawley could be right. He could be on the right path. Here's my thing is, explain where you're coming from. He's not. Well, I know he's not. But my thing is, explain your agenda. But but that's my thing is, politics and just social conversations in general would be easier if everybody just wore their uniform to the court. I know you're the Pistons. (laughs) I know you're the Lakers. I can tell with the uniform that you have on. Josh Hawley. I'm going to be an egotistical elitist asshole. I have that jersey on today. See, look at me. So now I can understand where Josh Hawley's coming from because he's decided to be this person. So that's what I don't understand. If you're so strong in your convictions, why don't you come out in front and explain your agenda? That's the problem is he's not because he's a phony. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why Chris dresses like him. I mean, okay. that's why, excuse me, oh, that came out wrong. No, yeah, that Cowboy came out Boots totally on? wrong. There it is, yeah. Uh, uh, no, Josh Hawley's more along the way. Oh, there's a tornado in, in Missouri. I better roll my sleeves up on my shirt today. Uh, oh. Okay, uh, so there's not a tornado, so I can leave my sleeves down. Right. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Hey, hey, 
Give me that bolo tie. I think yeah. that'll fool some. I mean, make some people call people to me. cosmopolitan elites. Interpret it however you will. And then there's the photo of him reaching for a bottle of wine at a store. Perfect. Drinks. That's what he drinks. He drinks oh. wine. Oh, good for Went him. To Stanford. Also, Yale, physical competitions. We, we have to. I would love to. I would. I genuinely believe we should add American gladiators to the primaries. I think you should have to go through two to three obstacle courses from American Gladiator. Now, I'm not expecting you to win because winning American Gladiator is very difficult. So a lot of people are thinking, how could Bernie Sanders make it to American Gladiator? Listen here. If you want America, you have to physically earn it. So I want to see Bernie Sanders take on the Iceman. I want to see him take on Rhino. I think if you can beat those characters... I like your chances in the primaries. That Dwayne The Rock Johnson nomination and what party he ends up with becomes real important. Mm-hmm. Real important. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some concessions made and maybe some policy changes to get him on whatever party you want. Because maybe, you know what, the libertarians will screw around. <laughs> maybe I, an independent party screws around and The Rock goes to them. And that, then all of a sudden, but, you're all screwed. This is an interesting take by right. you, Travis. Um, For once, If thank you want you. the country, you have to take it physically. <laughs> Yes. I, I did not expect that from you with your wokeness, granted woke bulliness a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, but this let's make the let's make these me. campaigns interesting. Let's make these campaigns more fun. Careful. Every week You're is dedicated to a personality. You're going to end up with Shaq but, as your uh, as your homeland security advisor. But that's the point. If we're going to end up with a Shaq, if we're going to end up with a Trump at least let's get to the bottom of what we know about them. So every week should be dedicated to something differently. So we see all these candidates go on talk shows. How about this? For two weeks, if you're a candidate for president, you have to go on the road. You have to go to comedy clubs around this country and you have to do a set for two weeks, okay? So then we'll get your personality out there. So no one can question whether or not you have the temperament or the personality. We now have that. Then the following week, we do an American Gladiator style competition where every candidate has to at least do two different types of competitions from American Gladiator. Okay, makes sense, right? Then each candidate has to throw BP at a Major League Baseball game. So instead, you know how everybody has to throw out the first pitch? Nope. Everyone will have an opportunity to throw BP at a baseball game. So we get these out of the way so we don't have to deal with the silly season that these candidates ultimately go through. Once they get that out of the way, then we can go back and start talking about what we really want as far as policy. But let's get the silliness out of the way. Let's do a whole month dedicated to the outrageous do, and then we focus on the good stuff. Wow. Travis Rowe, wise political This is pretty reasonable. We'll, uh, we'll break Everyone there. should have to bartend one week. Everyone should have to bartend. Stop trying Everyone to should have to, like, babysit. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. People should have to babysit. Like, you should have to, like, host a, host a podcast. Host a podcast. Let's see how easy it is. Okay. We'll look into that in more next hour. We'll take a quick break. Big thanks to Tech Electronics. Uh, <laughs> Tech Electronics uh, helped us get this studio together. They've got all kinds of help they could give you in the St. Louis area. If you just pull up their website, techelectronics.com, maybe your business needs a new fire system. They can help with that. Security systems, 
all sorts of services, even uh, even working in the tech cloud, which I'm sure Travis is uh, is very, very aware of. IT services, managed remote, all kinds of different things at techelectronics.com. Local St. Louis business, business founded right here in the city of St. Louis. Guys, quick break. It's We Are Live. We'll be right back.